in Jesus name we ask that the dew of refreshing will descend that you water the seeds of conviction within our hearts to live lives that are totally dedicated to your cause in these dark and terrible times we ask the unleashing we ask for the unleashing of your grace that you strengthen our resolve to persist and to continue on the way that is narrow in Jesus name Amen now you may be seated I know that in a short while from now God will begin to make a lot of us influential influential in society influential in business influential in government influential in ministry and because of that we need to really look upon some crucial issues that will guide us in the journey hallelujah there is a Greek word that I want to bring to our notice anytime you study the Greek manuscript and you see EK it's a powerful word it means origin it means out out of it reveals the source of something So many times it was used in the New Testament. One of the times where that word was used was when Jesus was telling the Pharisees that ye are of your father, the devil. Now, the word translated, the word for of, the original word for of in that scripture is are you with me if you are still here say amen. amen a lot of us are going to be influential as I have seen from now to the next two years most of you will not be on this level anymore I have seen that Influence is coming 
placement is coming finances coming marriages are coming all kinds of stuff coming now in the light of this i feel the need for the brethren to be instructed about some fundamental things that they must make a close companion in their passage towards influence. Hallelujah. Now, so Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees, and Jesus said, Ye are of your father, the devil. The word of used in that scripture originally is ek. Now, if you read it from the English manuscript, you may not understand how powerful this short word is. Jesus was actually saying that they originated. Their origin could be traced to the devil. That was what he was saying. That even though human beings will look upon them and evaluate them from their natural appearance, Jesus' perspective of evaluation is different. He goes beyond the natural appearance, utterances, and conduct. Jesus tries to peep into the origin. I hope you know that is not, that is discernment. He goes beyond the face value. He tries to probe into the texture, the origin, and the content of a particular thing. It was on the strength of that, having had proper discernment, he said that the Pharisees were actually of the devil. They originated from the devil. Their philosophies were from the devil. Even though they were clergy people, they were religious people, they wore garments that revealed that they were close to God. In outward appearance, that was how they were. But when Jesus looked upon them, he said, I can see beyond your garment. I can see your origin. And you originate from the devil. That's a strong statement. It means that if we trace the philosophies they were running ministry by, it was from the devil. If we trace the implication of the things that they do from time to time it is from the devil but in the natural it doesn't seem as if it is so so jesus goes beyond face value and jesus probes into the origin of things now in our school of discernment as we build our discernment we must always come to a point where we are careful enough to see the origin of things. Now, I was in a meeting. I was invited to preach. We're not going to be long, but I just want to drop some things so that we can pray. I was invited to preach and I was praying in tongues, preparing my spirit. They invited a lady to come and sing praise and worship. As the lady 
was ministry. Suddenly, I started feeling inside as if some things were choking me inside. And the lady was singing, and she was singing sweet. But in the spirit, I was troubled. And when, she, when the mic had a problem and we could not hear her voice for a few seconds before the technical people restored the mic, I felt at home, at peace. But when the mic was fixed again, the trouble began. In order for you to be able to establish the origin of a thing, in order for you to say, Ek, you must have functioned in a spiritual sense that have taken you beyond face value. She was singing good, but I knew that the origin of what she was singing was not from heaven. It was of the devil. Do you get it now? So that's what this word means. Ek. Origin. Where is it coming out of? What is the source of it? That's what Jesus normally comes to check. This is the word that starts Ecclesia. Before Ecclesia, there's an Ek. And that means origin. Out of. I follow you. Now, if you go to the market, maybe you buy tomatoes. And when you come home with the tomatoes that you have bought, you now begin to select them. Out of all the tomatoes that you bought, you now decided to take three out of them because those ones look fresher. So you see, you had a bunch of tomatoes and then you selected three out of the bunch. And that's what the church is. Jesus came to pick us out of the world so that we have a different origin now the problem is this the problem is that before jesus came to pick us we were in the world so the church according to its original rendering is the community of the called at ones. we were in the world and jesus came and he called us out of the world so that we can have a different origin are you with me just like i picked three tomatoes out of the bunch that i brought from the market and i set them aside they will no longer be in the same environment where the others are they should not be considered at the same stock because these ones have been chosen and removed from the original place. Now, so in the church, what God did was that he changed our origin. So that when we are traced, we are not traced back to the devil. So that when we are traced, we are not traced back to the kingdom of darkness. Hallelujah. Have you ever, maybe you took some tea and then one or two drops of the tea fell close to where there was a band of ants. Naturally, 
the ants will be attracted to the tea because of sugar. Okay, let me get some scriptures that will help us. You see, this is the perspective. Yes, on one hand, Jesus has called us out of the world. So we are no longer citizens of this world. Through redemption, we are citizens of heaven. That's number one. Number two, in John chapter 17, Jesus makes a statement. In John chapter 17, verse 15, Jesus is praying to the Father. And he said, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. Now, after that Jesus has called you out, are you with me? He has ensured that your origin is not of this world through redemption. He still says that even though you are not of this world, it is not the Father's will, it's not my will for you to be outside of this world. You are not of it, but he doesn't want you to be out of it. Because he has an assignment that he wants you to carry out in this world. You get that? It's just like if 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 Sylvester is made an ambassador of Nigeria to Kenya, he's not of Kenya, but he has been sent to be in Kenya to carry out an assignment. Are you with me now? We are not of this world, but Jesus doesn't want us to be taken out physically and bodily out of this world. Now, the challenge is this. Just like the ant will advance towards the drops of tea because it has sugar, the world will advance towards you are a foreign element. And God wants you to function within a habitat that is not under the influence of his kingdom. That scenario makes you an ambassador. You are operating in a place which is not your country. But the way you are expected to operate in that place is not to imbibe the culture of the people. But instead of doing that, superimpose your own culture upon the people where you are dwelling. It's a challenge. A great challenge and I'm going to show you five reasons why I say challenge. You are not of BSU but he wants you to go to BSU to carry out an assignment in the capacity of a, an ambassador. At every point in time that you forget your origin you begin to take on the shape of the place that you are left to function. And I will show you some symptoms that actually reveal that you are already becoming like the environment 
that God has sent you to be an ambassador. Hallelujah. Now, I'm saying this because some of you are already working for the government. Some others are going into business. You see, we are going to make contact with this world. But everything we do must carry the touch of our origin. Are you with me? Everything we do must do what? Must carry the touch of our origin. Now, Sister Stephanie, you work with BIRS. You guys take collect taxes. That's very sensitive. Now, this one is off mic, off mic. Is it not possible for somebody to claim that he's collecting taxes for the state and he has another, they receive, they don't bring it from heaven. He can have another receipt where the issues receipt, but that one is not going to be captured by the auditor because it's not imprinted upon the receipt page or the audit page of the receipt book because it was a personal receipt that was issued. You see, we originate from another place. And it's not God's will for us to be removed from this place that is not our home. Because he has an assignment for us to carry out. Hence, we are ambassadors. If you forget about your country, you become exactly like the people of the land that you were sent to deliver. Now, prophets like Isaiah, they were not conscious of this. And as such, Isaiah said, he became a man of unclean lips because he was dwelling among a people of unclean lips. It means that the people that Isaiah had was sent to deliver, he is now behaving like them. He's like them. So he has lost the ability to influence those people and to colonize them. Rather, the people have colonized him. Now, many of you think that if you are the president of this country, you, you perform better than our current president. That's what you think. Now, the guy is just falling in our hands. Now, it's not that easy, especially if you don't have an understanding of your origin. In Lagos, on Sunday morning, the roads are clear. I didn't know that Lagos wasn't big until we drove around on Sunday. Everybody was, at, was in church. So the roads, ah, 30 minutes, done. what we do for four hours is actually 30 minutes, 25 minutes, 28 minutes. Benue State is big, Lagos is not as big as I thought. On Sunday, Lagos is small. But on Monday, it's big because of hold up. That means people go to church. The truth is, 74% of people in that Lagos are Christians. And so when they go to church, the roads are clear. You can navigate from one place to the other. But you see, when we come on Monday and we enter bus, you will notice that the number of the Ecclesia is few. But Christians are many. 
Because the Ecclesia functions with an understanding of its origin. The Ecclesia has a battle to fight. Because the environment around him is seeking to colonize him. And he has the impossible task of colonizing his environment. Impossible because you cannot accomplish that kind of colonization in the flesh. It's only by the spirit that that kind of colonization can take place. If you check Lagos on Monday, you will find out that the atmosphere, the territory of Lagos, the power of Lagos has colonized the average Christian. But remember, the Ecclesia functions out of its origin. Enter, just come into a bus. The conductor will insult. There are some, there are some conductors. I don't know what they take before they start the work. As you are coming, he, has, he will insult your grandfather first. What he's trying to do is to colonize you. He's trying to make you feel a need to respond in the flesh. As Dan was teaching us and saying, what, what, what is meekness? Meekness is the ability not to easily offend and not to be easily offended. In order for you to operate in meekness as a lifestyle, you must have come to a point where you are stronger inside than that which is trying to lure you to function in the flesh. Now, if I slap my, my brother now and he doesn't slap me, it means there's something operating inside him that is stronger than the need for him to redeem his image on the account of that slap. He's, most, he's a more rugged man than me that slapped. So in order for you to be meek, because we see that word meekness like something maybe passive. No. It means the energy at work inside of you is stronger than the energy that is trying to propel you from outside. A true ecclesia must have inner capacity much more than that which the world we used to pressure us into actions. And that's why the Bible says, greater is he that is in us, functioning in us, than he that is functioning from the world. Now, the world wants to colonize you. And you were called to colonize the world. To bring the culture and the principles of heaven and to make them functional in the sphere of influence that God has planted you. If the true Ecclesia does not rise, if one from among the Ecclesia does not come into government, then the principles of our kingdom will not have the opportunity to influence the terrain. The terrain will be driven by the principles from another realm. So, you see, when we are talking about national transformation, we are talking about the Ecclesia. The problem of Nigeria is that we don't, the Ecclesia are few, but the church, Christians are many. People that have a religion are many. 
but people that are actual ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven are few. And that's why somebody who is called James can be given a ministerial appointment. He steals more money than Shaibu. He has been colonized by the corridors. Now, a lot of us, okay, let me proceed gradually. So Jesus said, I want them in the world. Jesus also said, I've called them out of the world. Now, if you look at those scriptures, you might think they are contradictory, but they are not. Jesus is saying that our origin is of heaven, but our place of function is in the world. So we are ambassadors of heaven to the world of this age. Is that clear? Good. There are several things and several people and several entities and several realities that we are going to encounter in the world. And we must have wisdom from God and capacity from God to tackle these things that we are likely to encounter and to hold the perspective of our origin in these circumstances and in these situations. The first thing we are going to encounter in the world is a prince. Because Jesus said that the prince of this world cometh. Now, many of us belittle the impact and the significance of that scripture. The prince of this world cometh. So that means if you are going to function as an ambassador, you are going to inevitably come into contact with the prince of this world. With his philosophies, with his power and with his influence. And I think we need to understand the influence of the prince of this world. Hallelujah. Um, in the book of Judges, if we study the book of Judges and I challenge you to study it, you will notice that Israel will be in alignment with God now and God will begin to bless them. Suddenly, Israel will start serving idols. And when Israel starts serving idols, God will now decide to judge them by releasing an adversary to contend with them. When the adversary becomes too powerful that overpowers and subdues them, they now turn back to God and begin to cry. Then God raises a deliverer and he yanks them out of the hand of the enemy and destroys the enemy. Then they will now start serving God. And after some other years, they will start serving idols. And the same thing happened seven times in the book of Judges. My, my question is this. Why is it that the direction that they always fall to is the same direction? It's because there is a prince of this world. He's an intelligent personality that understands the way human beings think, how they function, their pains, and their cares. And he uses all these things to manipulate them in one direction. Now, you see, are you with me? Now, he, he, he's, he's, this is his mission. He wants to cause us to move away from God. Now, he can use your cares, use your family issues, use your academic stuff. He can use everything that 
makes you look vulnerable to move you away from God. So that is the purpose. That is the grand plan of the prince of this world, to move you away from God. Hallelujah. Now, so at any point in time that you discern an occasion, an activity that has been activated around your life that has the potential of moving you away from God, you're actually coming face to face with the prince of this world. He doesn't need to appear physically in order for him to achieve his vision. He uses, moves through circumstances, he moves through situations, he moves through realities, through troubles, he moves through temptations in order to get your attention enough. Now, you see, hallelujah. That's why we need to learn the way of faith very well. He knows your shortcomings. He knows that you are the first in the family. He knows that, yes, you are a lady. He knows that um, you are becoming matured. And um, maybe your dad is not around anymore. People to take care of you. Then he begins to put pressure upon you. And then the guys that come around you seeking your hand in marriage are all unbelievers. And they love you with passion. Follow you everywhere. Hallelujah. What is happening is that the prince of this world is trying to take advantage of your condition. And sometimes he takes advantage of your situation. Sometimes he takes advantage of your weakness. When you see damn say you can't control yourself, you just find yourself, you are moving out of alignment. Hallelujah. In fact, when you even sleep, you start seeing the damsel again. Even though it has happened more than 40 times, it will still happen the 41st time because you have a weakness along that line. The prince of this world is going to hang on that weakness and he will seek to exploit it until he has been able to move you away from God. Now, for you to be the Ecclesiastes, you need to be radical. And you need to know how to consistently rebel against the devil. The suggestions to do the will of Satan will not cease, will not stop in your life. And if we are going to go higher, especially going to function in the world, going to do business, uh, we, we are trusting God for federal government employment, for state employment, uh, for all kinds of employment, to work in the bank, that you will meet the prince of this world there. You will meet him there. Listen to me, we have many Christians in Nigeria, but the number of the Ecclesia is few. The problems we have in this country is because of, it's traceable to the fact that the Ecclesia is few. We have many Christians in my office, but the number of the Ecclesia is few. The devil can come and entice you, bring money and tell you, uh, just all he's trying to do is to get you to move away from God. Should I say something here? Now, if we put righteousness aside, you can make money faster. Have you considered that? Hey, you can make money faster. 
You see, so winning with God is slower than winning without God. Getting results with God is slower than getting results with the devil. That's why it, that time in the body of Christ where the philosophy was results, we actually came into pact with darkness. Because God's philosophy is not results. God's philosophy is alignment and faithfulness. So we're now checking and judging people's lives, Christian lives, based on natural results. You see, that scale of measurement was a philosophy that came from the prince of this world. Even if we are the ones preaching it with robe and garment, if Jesus comes and he censors what we preach, he will trace it to the devil. That philosophy exalts. So we now exalted gain much more than godliness. And in those kind of centers, there is a lot of crowd because there's no responsibility for faithfulness that is placed before the people. It's just what? Resource. Now, you see, the prince of this world can come to a ministry. And, see, that's why we need to keep our old tips. Because it's very easy for a preacher to know he has deviated. Let him listen to what he preached five years ago. Yes, we do that. We have old tapes. We see slot them. Then you know if you have tape your message, keep it. After every year, listen to what you preach last year. If it's the same emphasis that your heart still sustains, you will find out that a lot of preachers evolve every five years. See, and you will not know the boundary, that point, that accurate point where the shift was initiated. You'll never know because the prince of this world is so intelligent. So intelligent. Results. Am I saying that it's not God's, God doesn't prosper people? That is not what I'm saying. But you don't need to receive an offering from the devil to accelerate in this life. It means that you have compromised your stand with God. You forgot about your origin. And then you traded in this world. And for every trading you do in this world as an enlightened Christian, what I mean by enlightened, you are not, you know, you are aware, but you traded. Alright? God will have to discipline you to purge that tendency. That you initiated when you did that trade. He will have to discipline you on that. Are you with me? Now, see, we, need, we don't need to hide Christianity. Let's bring it out clear. It takes that God spoke to me that he was going to put finances in my hand. Eh? He even told me that he, I was going to do business. When he told me, I now woke up and now started business. I didn't ask him if it was the time. And if it was a business. I lost all my millions. And I discovered that in God there's process. You, you can't be wiser. See. Faithfulness is the watchword here. He will take you to where he wants you to go. One thing about satanic riches is it's not transferable. It's not. 
Now, the rich men in Tivland in the last generation are their children rich now. It's not transferable. But you see, when you build spiritual influence and riches through Christ, it will travel from one generation to the other. Even if your son is driven from the village and he goes to Ghana, starts out in rags, that heritage you have created in the spirit will make sure that in that land he will prosper. What did Jacob leave home with? Left with a rod. He came back as a strong nation. Did he go with any inheritance? He went with a spirit. That's how heritage transfers. It transfers in the spirit, not in material stuff. The same heritage, the same spirit that empowered you in your time travels with your son and empowers him in his time. Travels with his own son. You see, it is generational. So the pathway that your faith is creating is going to affect your generations. So when you are going through process, know that you are going through this process not just for yourself, but also for your seed after you. So you will meet the prince of this world. And the prince of this world will come and try to use your circumstances, your situations in order to move you away. And he's very intelligent. Is what? I was in the depot here and two Muslim guys came to me and said, Pastor, we can do this oil work. We can do oil business. I said, okay, what does it entail? He said, we need this number of millions. Then, uh, because I'm already working in the depot, I have influence, I can talk to this person, talk to this person. I said, okay, no problem. But the, the now say, Pastor, there's something again about oil business you don't know. I said, what's that? He said, before people do oil business, especially a partnership, all right, they normally sacrifice ram. I said, okay, I, I, I want to hear that. Say, you bring ram, then we, all of us will swear. So that nobody will betray another person because it's a chain. Oil business is a chain. And if we are not working as a unit, one person can steal all the money in his own value chain line. Do you understand that? So, okay, we'll swear on the blood of the ram so that anybody that violates the covenant, this blood will haunt the spirit we have invoked. And that's oil business. You see people building filling station around. You don't know the true story. There is ram. And they have been doing that since 1976 when this island, this loading island was open. So I now told them that I'm very sorry. My money is not in oil business. Now, <laughs> are you with me? I would have prospered. But before you prosper like that, you swear on blood, on the blood of... <laughs> Hallelujah. They now showed me an example. You see, you see this Christian, he's working with this Muslim and this. What, why do you think they are so bonded? It's not, they are not related. It's that, it's that ram. 
You hear of that man that died, this one that died. You know why he died? It's because he violated the terms and conditions of, of the ram. Uh, we, we know you are a pastor, but you see, this thing, we don't use religion here. This is the way they do all your business. There's ram. <laughs> he violated. You know, this end of the, the discussion, that other one that that came after the okay discussion continue. The first month that car came, one guy bought it in the depot. So we began to hear rumor that his own partners in the minute in the business were saying he was diverting funds and telling lies. Like joke, that guy drove that car for one week and died. He said, you know that man that died the other day? is that a ram. <laughs> that just like ram has two horns. If he violates, he will see this ram in his dream. And the ram will pursue it. <laughs> I use the horn. In the morning. Because we were trying to find out why people were dying in the depot. They were dying every month for four years that I worked there. Every month for four years that I worked in that. Somebody dies. Every month for four years. There was a ram. Now, how desperately do you want to make money? Let's know how desperately. The prince of this world will come with a suggestion. If you are not stronger inside, you will be influenced and colonized. Hallelujah. Somebody might say, Pastor, you are not sensitive. You, you are married. We, we are not married. And they are saying we should follow it like ruler. I've seen people that refuse to follow it and they ran away. We call them on phone. Hey! You are going where you will not come back. They still went ahead and uh, today we have another, the prayer point has changed. Don't go into any marriage because you feel you are wasting time is not on your side. You will not enjoy, you will pray to die if you find yourself in the wrong place. Number two, the Bible says God will give us beauty for ashes. Have you? The oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that we might be called the trees of righteousness, the plantings of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Everybody that comes to the Lord, God has a beautiful future for the person. But you know what? It is their willingness to submit to the government of God that determines whether they end up in that beautiful place. Please don't, don't remember your past. When you come here, your past is not a factor. Are you with me? Maybe you killed somebody. If the Lord has forgiven you, alright, you are free. It doesn't matter what you did. Once you come to Christ Jesus, your past doesn't determine what you can become. Are you with me? But you see, the prince of this world will not allow people to stay under the mighty hand of God. 
Many theologians believe that the mighty hand, I know that that scripture has various applications, all right, that we can, um, we can support with different scriptures. But one of the interpretations of the mighty hand of God is his functionaries that he has put in the church. Stay in obedience. Stay under teaching and guidance. Get yourself aligned by the word of God. And get yourself also in alignment with the people that God puts over you to guide you. He said, remain there. If you remain under the mighty hand of God, the Bible says he will bless you in due time. Are you with me? But you see, the prince of this world will not want you to remain where there is a possibility of you fulfilling God's intention for your life. He will come and suggest to you how that you are getting old. And you need to do something drastic. That's his own way of trying to get you outside of alignment. To go on a path that is away from God. Because he understands that if he gets you yoked to somebody that does not know God. The possibility of you fulfilling your destiny becomes more and more difficult. That's the agenda of the prince of this world. Now I'd like you to look at your life. There's one stronghold. That the prince normally holds on to. There's one stronghold. If you can identify that stronghold and you master it, 70% of your problems with the prince of this world are behind you. Now, maybe we'll look at the case of Jesus in the book of Matthew chapter 4 and try to find the strongholds he was looking for. Are you with me? Stronghold. Me, I found my own. The stronghold the devil has been looking for in my own life is pride. Yes. I was born into a proud family. I come from a long line of proud people. My ancestors were kings, so they don't bow down to people. When I was going to marry a Yoruba lady and they say, when you get there, you are going to lie down flat. It was an issue. <laughs> now you see God wanted me to be a custodian of revelation and you see if you are not dealt with in the flesh and you are given knowledge pride it will puff you up that was why God could pardon pride in somebody any other person but he will not pardon it in me because of the purpose he has for me and the devil was determined to make pride a stronghold in my life. Are you with me? And as long as I held on to pride, I was not going to fulfill destiny. I was going. So there is a stronghold. There is one stronghold. Every believer must find that one stronghold and handle it all the days of your life. Now, have you found that one stronghold in your life? It's just one. Not two. One. The devil doesn't have so much resources to manage all of us. And so he seeks a stronghold, a button, a button that if he touches, he can get you to function the way he wants to. Now, do you know your God's dealings with you, his specific and peculiar dealings with you, the intense dealings, are always around the corridors of that stronghold that the devil wants to gain in your life. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Now, for some of you, 
Dressing might be a factor in your life. Maybe not for others. Maybe some, you just need to look a certain way. There's nothing wrong with looking that way anyway. But from God's perspective, there, be, there may be something wrong with looking that way. If that is going to affect his purpose for you, it can become an issue. But it's not really an issue. But it can become an issue for you if that is going to affect God's purpose. That's why I said the other day that even as much as it is not our duty as pastors to recommend how people dress, we also need to be conscious of the fact that because God has purchased us with the price of his blood and on the account of his dealings with us with respect to our purpose, he can demand something from my sister that he will not demand from this person. The way God dealt is dealing with pride because I believe as long as I'm still living, he will still be dealing with that pride. Now, the way God is dealing with it in me, although I've had a huge progress on that issue from 18 years ago to now, I have huge progress on that issue because. Beyond 18 years into the past, I was a master, proud man. And it affected a lot of things. So God really did his dealings. I can tell you step by step things I went through. Even my GP that fair was God was handling the pride issue. Because I felt Kai, there was nobody left on earth that could embattle me in academics. No. Kai, where did you, who gave birth to you? Is he a goddess that gave birth to you? If you are still a human being and we go to class, I will win. So Baba now saw that my pride was anchored on my academics, so he touched it. I died. I begged to even die physically. I begged God, kill me, kill me. Kill me, kill me, kill me. That was the nerve that the prince of this world was holding on to. I could cram the whole note. So why will I attend lecture? I cram the whole note, 235 pages. I can recite it for you. I can be reciting it. But I didn't know that all those keys were supposed to work in the Bible. I can recite the note. So what are you talking about? And if you give us topic that you are going to teach this, 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 I will go to the library and read it. If you come and fumble, I will blast you with questions and you will you, you, you not want to come to that class again. Ah, I caused problem. Then the Lord now touched the grade. And gave me extra year. So I was in Urukum looking for goggle to buy goggle. So that when, I, when during the extra year, I will just come with a bag and goggle. Ah, it was, I was dying. <laughs> Jesus. But maybe for somebody else, the fact that he has extra year may not be an issue. But for me, mm, I, so those dealings were actually tailored along the lines of that thing that the devil has that stronghold. And you must know that stronghold. Be sensitive to it. Let your eyes be open to it. Those are the areas that the devil will come through. That stronghold. Be sensitive. If you discover that you easily like women, you can just like 
Now, be conscious of it. Be conscious that, yes, the devil knows this. And me too, I'm aware. You see, when the devil is planning, you too be planning. Know, know that, yes, there's a problem here. So plan, plan. So over the years, I noticed that if God gains victory, another level of victory over that pride, new revelations. So you will meet the prince and the prince has a stronghold that he wants to build in your life. Your eyes must be awake to know that stronghold. Second factor. The Bible says that there are things in the world. There's a prince in the world that wants to gain a stronghold in your life. When he came to Jesus, he found no stronghold. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life, those are the things in the world. So if you look at it critically, the content of the world is lost. Why? Oh, you, you need a scripture for that or you know already that that is what okay let me give you one scripture second peter bar. second peter second peter chapter 1 verse 3 says according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that ye, that by this ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through what? Lost. Now, so, the corruption that is in the world affects us through our own lusts. The Bible says these are the things that are in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and what? The vainglory of life or the pride of life. So the things that are in the world are things that have the ability to engage us through our lusts. And the prince is Satan the things are lost. Together. Lost. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through loss. A pilgrim, a believer must know when he's under the influence of lust. I think we need to talk about this a little. Because what lust does is that he connects you with the corruption that is in this world. Meanwhile, Jesus said, we are the ecclesia. We originate from another place. In order not to be contaminated, to maintain the ability to bring impact to the world of death, then the things of this world must have no connection with us. And the way we connect with the corruption that is in this world is through the lust that is therein. Hallelujah. So we have the lust of the eyes, lust, 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 all kinds of lust. 
Number two, you know, when I talked about the prince, I said there's a stronghold that the prince always wants to gain, and it's one stronghold. Do you know that we are not all weak in the same areas? So, in an area where you are not weak, eh, if somebody is sharing a testimony and saying that God delivered me from this, you look at the person and say, what is this? Why? Because you are not weak in that area. You don't have a stronghold in that area. The prince has not gotten the advantage of that area in your life. The fact that the prince has not gotten that advantage of that area doesn't mean that you should look down on somebody that is still receiving grace to be helped in that area. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yes, so we must have a large heart hmm? to relate with our brethren the way Jesus will have us do. So when we talk about the prince, we are looking at strongholds. And the assignment on that note is that you must find out what is the stronghold that the devil is trying to institute in your life that will keep you pegged and keep you departing away from God's ultimate purpose for your life. For some people, it's anger. If you don't make that anger a project, it may have the ability to slow you down and even eventually cut you off from God's best. Because what the prince wants to do is that he wants to take you away from alignment and then cause you to go away from God. Now, what the lost wants to do, because we say prince, then number two, things. And we have seen that the things that are in the world are lost. What the lost wants to do is that he wants to connect you with the corruption that is in the world. <laughs> Hallelujah. Have you ever seen a brother that was humble, loves God, and suddenly made money, and then till today, the person has changed totally. And corruption entered. It was a loss that was not checked. Now, you know, most Christians are not sincere anymore. When Jesus resurrected from the dead, and he came to the company of his disciples, one of the first things that he did was that he showed them his wounds. If you have a lost, can you confide in a, in a brother? See my wound. That's the easiest way to be delivered. You, you know, we all like this portrait of a champion Christian man that never has a need to call somebody to agree with him concerning a challenge. That's, that's deception. That mode, that mode you are sustaining is a, is a mode of deception that will keep you mute until you are slain. Have you ever shown your wound? Can you call Joshua and say, hey, bro, if you don't pray now, the next time we are talking, I would have wondered. Then you cut. That ability to communicate will kill that loss. But if you hide the lust, it grows. Because the Bible says, 
Let no man say he's tempt, when he's tempted that he's tempted of God. For a man is tempted when he's drawn in his own lust and enticed. Notice the Bible says his, his own lust. So temptation in itself is not totally of the devil. The devil only came to entice, but the lust was yours. You decided to lust. And while you were lusting, you protected the lust with burglary. <laughs> you had a barricade to protect. You liked the lust. You protected it with burglary. And then when the devil studies your pattern of life, the way you use your eyes, and the things that attract your attention, he has an idea of what kind of lust had formed. Because you, were, you've, you allowed that loss independent of the devil. Sorry. You lost it. Your heart wandered and loved something it was not supposed to love. And then the devil now saw it and came and enticed you along the line of your lust. That was how sin conceived. You get that? And then when there's conception which is an intercourse between your lust and the enticement of the devil sin is conceived when it is conceived it locks in your heart and just like every form of conception there is a gestation period it goes through for man the gestation period is nine months for elephant is what 12 365 days an elephant's Gestation period is 365 days. Depending of, on what you conceived, the gestation... Pastor <laughs> is laughing. Depending on what you conceive, the gestation periods are variable. But I assure you, when the gestation period is accomplished, do you know that you, you must have built barbed wire on that embryo that was forming in order for the word of God not to touch it in order for righteous people when, they, when you see their lives not to judge it, you form barbed wire can you say that? so if somebody cultures a particular conception until delivery that person walked very hard. That's why the Bible calls it the walks of the flesh. He walked to produce this stuff. He calls it the fruit of the spirit because it was cultivated and now it is bearing it naturally. Anybody that is, it, it, it requires work to cultivate a particular conception until it comes to the point where gestation period is mature and it fulfills it. Do you understand what I'm talking about? The corruption at the time where that person gives birth to that thing, the person has been sown into the corruption of the world, he has touched the corruption of the world. It will take deliverance for the person to be restored. It will take what? Have you ever seen somebody that just started first? They were just manipulating the vouchers, getting 2005, manipulating it. Getting 5,000 every weekend. Hmm? <laughs> that loss for money, all right, it, it has started. 
a time comes when the person can't stop. And if the person will stop, it will take deliverance. It will take the power of God. Because when we are in contact with the corruption that is in the world, it is a fight. Your soul is in the balance. Now, my prayer for all of us, including myself, under God today, is that God will keep us from the corruption that is in this world. I'm of the opinion that we can do politics. Yes, I'm of the opinion. But you know what? There is corruption in it. Let your own politics end at the borderline of the corruption. Do you understand? Do it to that point. If it's God's will to enthrone you, he will do it without having to require that you be part of what? You know why we're saying all these things? We want your seed to be godly. And we want your soul to be saved. Nothing eats the soul much more than the corruption of this world. Okay? Maybe you get involved with a lady. As a married man, you get involved. The first time. The stronghold has not been built yet. Second time. A time comes when it becomes, the spirit begins to influence you. Such that if you have not met a lady that is not your own, you are not, there's sickness, there's problem. At that point, that person needs deliverance. You get it? So we connect with the corruption that is in the world through loss. I believe it's easier for you to abort the process when it's still a lost. A pilgrim does not harbor lusts. He doesn't pet lust. Please help me tell your neighbor, a pilgrim doesn't pet lust. Now, I'm, I need to tell us all this because, you see, I'm a civil servant. In the line of duty, there are many offers that come. So I've, I've proven it that the problem with Nigeria is that we have many Christians, but their Ecclesia is not much. Every one of us can enter into any field that God has called you. If it's business, if it's politics. But remember, while you are there, you are what? They are clear. This is what happened in an office. There's one corrupt ogre, very corrupt. Kept stealing money, manipulating papers. And there was this accountant that was under him that was really helping facilitate. They were so good at manipulating stuff that they were able to stock uh, about $2 billion Two yeah no, two million U.S. dollars in Swiss accounts, and another set of accounts again somewhere else. They did it clearly. No auditor could find out. Now there was this guy that was also in the office that the ogre wanted to draft into that their stuff that he refused, even though the ogre threatened that he would sack him. He refused. He said, "Sack if you can sack, sack me." So the ogre fought with that guy until he retired. Then the ogre now started his own personal business. This accountant that was helping the ogre to do deals was expecting that the ogre would call him into his own business. It was that other man that he fought with. He, was beg he begged the man, even go he went to his village. 
Talk to the elders that they should talk to the man. He went to his wife. The new Nigeria will soon come. And when this new Nigeria comes, people that have a track record of integrity, kings will look for them. Because right now, faithfulness is a scarce commodity in the nation. Because people have lent their hearts to lust and to be corrupt. If God wants to change your story, he knows how to do it. Because the Bible says that the cattle upon a thousand hills are his. That is to say that at every point in time, he has 1,000 channels open through which he can reach you. The problem is not God. The problem is you. Many times we don't trust God enough. Don't trust God. Maybe because of the things that have been done in your family, the witchcraft and all of that, God now put a peg and say, you will serve me in an unbroken fashion for 15 untempered years before I change your story. The guy now goes for eight years. And then he said, Kai, man. And you know, the reason why God won't tell you that it's 15 years is because he wants to know your heart, whether you are ready to follow him. If God is not your goal, you will always miss, you will miss out on very, very important things. God must be our goal. Hallelujah. So first, there, there's a prince that wants to gain a stronghold. Secondly, there are things that intend to bring us into corruption through lust. Did you get that one? Now, in your workbook, you will go and find the stronghold of the enemy in your life. If it's anger, just like you will focus and do a fasting and prayer on other issues, do a fasting and prayer on that, and watch that well that it never resurrects. Hallelujah. Secondly, you must find out your lust. Because the Bible says a man is tempted when he's drawn in his own, his own lust. If, if my understanding of that scripture is correct, it means every man has a tendency of a particular kind of lust. And the temptations that will come to that man are in the light of that lust. These are things you should not joke about. Open yourself up. Hallelujah. You can be the governor of any state. True. If we know what to check, if you understand the concept of the Ecclesiastes, you can go there in the midst, the pool of, of darkness everywhere. You can beam forth the light of another country and bring healing to the land. That's what it means to be an ambassador. And nationalities of heaven. Thirdly, the world system has a nature, just like we have human nature, we have the divine nature. The world system has a nature which you must be aware of. As you function as a pilgrim, as an ambassador, God is sending you into the world to carry out His mandate. He has released you from your country into another country that has a prince that has things that are contrary to the country that you have been dispatched from you must understand that in this country that you have been sent to there is a nature hallelujah and the nature 
of the world is sin. That's the nature. The nature of the kingdom of God is righteousness. Righteousness is our nature. Holiness is our lifestyle. Sin is the nature of the world. Holiness is our lifestyle in keeping with our heavenly nationhood. It's an advertisement of the culture of heaven in a world that sustains a different nature. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Now, how many of you, like me, went to BSU? BSU is not even... Is there anybody from University of Ibadan here? Nobody. Or you work in Ibadan? Abi? Huh? You work in Ibadan. You are not schooling there yet. You know, in BSU, we thank God for BSU. It's a good school. In BSU, we have good, a good law. Boys cannot visit guest hostel. Wonderful. But in the south, in Ibadan, boys and girls are in one hostel. That's a serious case. It's a massive hostel. Boys are in one wing, girls are in the other wing, and there's no demarcation. There's no burglary. You can crisscross. And there you can, boys can visit girls. You understand? <laughs> Uh, the Bible speaks concerning Lot. That Lot was in Sodom. And there was something that the culture of Sodom was doing to his soul every day. I hope you are following the sequence. There is a prince seeking a stronghold. There are things seeking to bring you into corruption through lust. And now there is a nature Always remember that you are the Ecclesiastes. Always. Every time you notice lust pops up, it's time to fast. Are you with me? It's time to what? It's time to fast. If lust should pop up, it means it's time to fast. Okay, so Lot was in Sodom and Gomorrah and the Bible says that the things that he saw he vexed his righteous soul from day to day. Do you know just like I said I said the only way we can conquer things coming from without is that the energy that is at work within is superior to the energy working from without. So, if I slap you and you refuse to slap me back, it means the energy working from within you is superior to anything that that slap brought. If, if God has placed us in this world as ambassadors, he is expecting that we will take advantage of the superior 
deposit of his presence on our inside. We should major in it because that's the only way we can have enough energy to contend with the external circumstances. Do you know that? Are you with me? Yes. Hallelujah. Do you know that? Are you aware that if I dwell in lust, there are two things, all right? The Bible says, love not the world, not the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Loving the world is lost. So what that scripture is saying is, if I'm sensing lust, and I'm living in lust, my love is depleted. My love for God. You get that? And lust becomes the connection of my soul with the corruption that is in this world. And so a Christian can be genuinely born again, but if he doesn't check lust, the corruption of this world can overcome him such that you will look upon him and wonder if he ever knew Jesus before. He has become a different creature, recreated by corruption through lust. Hallelujah. Good. We said number three that there is a nature in the world. And the nature is sin. Now, the devil wants to put you somewhere where you'll be seeing the consistent practice of sin. He knows the effect he has on you. And just in case in your office there's consistent corruption. Just in case you are a manager of a hotel, you need to check people in. You see people coming in with, their, with, with women that are not their wives. Hallelujah. Oh, you are not with me. As far as God is concerned, that is not a problem. That you are the manager of a hotel is not a problem. The world system wants you to behold the practice of sin. So that the time will come where it is no longer clear what is right and what is wrong. So for, for a pilgrim that is in the midst of sin like Lot, he must understand how to light the candle of prayer. You know, we are the Ecclesia. And Jesus prayed to the Father and said that the Father should not take us out of this world. It means that the premise of our oppression, the domain of our function is right in the darkness of this world. There must be something that he has put in place to ensure that we are not corrupted by the system. If you are living in a community, maybe in a compound, how many of you know compound house? I've been there before. Most of you are laughing as if you are not a Nigerian. <laughs> Amen? Those kind of houses that they built for BSU people. Those ones opposite the gate. 
that there are about 10 people like this, 10 flats like this, one one room, 10 like the one one room. Then you have one toilet and one bathroom for 10, for 20 people. So if you, want, if you have 8 o'clock lecture, you wake up by 5. Because if you stand up by 6, there's also, they are already joining line and you are number 7. And then you wake up in the night to pray. You hear the stream of sex everywhere. It has contaminated the place. And then you say you are looking for another house. You, don't, you are not strong enough. I was sent there to colonize the place. That is my assignment. You say, okay, there's witchcraft in the, in the neighborhood. Wisdom demands that we should look for another place. You don't even know what God has sent you to do. You must discover the principle of getting insulated from that environment the bible says that the righteous soul of lot was vexed from day to day when he beheld the strange things taking place around hallelujah you must know how to kindle the fire of prayer that's what keeps your soul in balance and keeps it protected from infection are you with me kindle the fire of prayer Kindle the fire. There were a lot of things God taught me as a single man. Kindle the fire of prayer until the time comes where what happens in the environment doesn't affect you anymore. When that point comes when what happens in the environment doesn't affect you anymore, then you begin to affect the environment. You know, Jesus said why, they asked Jesus why they could not cast the demon out. He said, it is because this kind goeth not, but what? By fasting and what? What's the meaning of that? Fasting means stabbing your flesh and stuffing your spirit. And in fasting, the environment will not be able to affect you because the flesh is down. You get that? Fasting ensures that the environment cannot affect you. And prayer ensures that you can affect the environment. You get that now. So that's what it means. This kind goeth not, but by what? You need to get insulated first from the environment before you launch an attack on the environment. So when you see that the entire environment is polluted and seen is the culture of that place, no problem. Don't run away. Wear the suit of fasting and prayer. A time comes when the environment cannot affect you again. That's the first victory you are going to experience. And subsequently, through your consistent prayer, you begin to see that it's either the people change or they leave. It's no longer conducive for them to function. We must have that ability to colonize you don't need to change address or change location. The ability to colonize must be part of our testimony. You know, Pastor Victor was talking about Naka. People, I do worshipers and idolaters. And then we now send them there. They now lead the candle of prayer and fasting. Night vigil. The entire environment began to fight against them because the spirits operating there comfortably before 
did not find the place to, to dwell. So they now attacked them. Started attacking them. Started attacking them. Started attacking them. Those attacks are from the external. That's the best the devil can do. But your life is on the eternal. Your life is inside. Hallelujah. So the attacks are not real. What is real is the life that you carry. And how to fan it to flame. And as the attacks are coming. And you are energizing that ability on the inside. Very soon they will discover that all their attacks are futile. It means that the environment was not able to affect you. When they discover the environment cannot affect you, then they now move into intimidation. When they try to attack you spiritually and it doesn't work, what they do is that they now come physically and try to threaten you so that they can bore the hole of fear in your armor. And then when they come to bore the hole of fear in your armor, that is a day that you are permitted to lose your temper. Only that day, not on that day. Lose your temper. Shout, in, shout where? Because you will never recover your faith until your ear hears you say something. Do you know that if you are afraid and you sit down and say, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid. Be hearing it, I'm not afraid. Say it, say it for one hour. You will not be afraid again. That's what the Bible means by meditation. Saying something consistently for you to hear it yourself. A time will come, you will believe it. When intimidation comes, you must talk. Oh, you must talk. Oh, you know, I like Bem's wife. So cool. Every time she comes home, I say, Oh, you are so cool. If you are intimidated, don't be cool. Oh. Even in the dream, if you they intimidate you in the dream, go back to that dream. Go back there. Go back there. Set your mind and say, I want to go. You will that anything that brought that dream will take you back. Go back there and, and fight. Go back there. Don't oh my friends, please don't allow intimidation, go free. It will leave a scar on your soul. It, you will need God's presence to heal you. Yeah. Mm. Understand when something goes spiritual. When, when it, the intimidation has entered. That day, that day, that moment. Eh? Shout, shout, shout where? And let your ear hear it. Don't just say, oh. no. Say, but. Because I know you. When they came to intimidate you, you were calm. Say, okay, let's. That's why the fear entered you. If you keep quiet that time, they see if here is a spirit, the thing can hey, can diminish you, can diminish you. It can reduce you. So make the person that wants to intimidate you because, because before the person came, the person consulted spirits. There are some spirits that are designed to create fear. That's why short people, short people that are unbelievers, that are orgas in the office, they receive that charm that makes people fear them. So that when you see them, <laughs> one of our guys used to use that thing. As he's coming, whoop, he, I, I investigated it. I said, this thing is not natural. 
Intimidation is a spirit. It's a spirit. He uses that charm so that when he's coming, people see him as a liar. We fought that man in the spirit and cut, we drive him out. Because when he comes into intimidation, the battle is already intense. Say, okay, your land, somebody wants to come and claim it, then he now comes and intimidates you. If it has reached that level, physical intimidation, it, it is an intense battle. Don't keep quiet. That, in that moment, that moment, don't keep quiet that moment. Shout. Don't allow that in entire your soul. It, will take, it might take six months for you to be delivered from it. And if it is a consistent battle and you are afraid for six months, you have already lost it. And if it's a battle that is life and death, you would have been dead by six months. Hallelujah. Remember, he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Always know how to read your spiritual battles. When it comes to physical intimidation, never yield. Don't say you are meek that day. Never yield. Okay? The young man told Jesus and said, Don't you know that I have the power to free you and how to have you crucified? That was intimidation. Jesus didn't keep quiet. He said, no man can receive anything except to be given to him from heaven. No man. Do you accept that? No man. Tell your neighbor, no man can receive anything except to be given to him from heaven. So there are several people I respect among us who are always cool. Please don't be cool forever. When it comes to intimidation, even if it was in a dream, Go back. Go back there and make it right. Alright? I know people like Joe Great like this type of one because they are already on edge. <laughs> In the morning, they are on edge. <laughs> so you don't need to pick this one to... <laughs> Hallelujah. So the world has a prince. The world has things. The world has a nature which is seen. Number four, the world has a spirit. The world has a spirit. And that spirit is called iniquity. Now I need to explain a few things to us. As pilgrims, iniquity. Uh, you know, the scripture says that iniquity was found in Satan in the beginning. So, let's check the story of Satan. And then we'll be able to find out what iniquity is. Isaiah. Iniquity was found in him. Isaiah chapter 14. Let's check it. In Isaiah 14 verse 12, the Bible says, 
How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground with this waking the nations? Now, this is how Lucifer fell. Scriptures make us understand that if we can study this very critically, we'll find out how iniquity operates because God did not create the world with iniquity in it. Okay? The first person in whom iniquity was found in is called Lucifer. And this is the story of how he fell. Let us read carefully. He said, For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mountain of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Iniquity is using your will against the will of God. The spirit that is operational in the world is a spirit that encourages people to use their will against the will of God. Iniquity. That's how Lucifer fell. Now, a lot of pressures will come. A lot of circumstances will come intending to bring you to a point where you exercise your will against God's will. Now, those pressures and those circumstances were sponsored and facilitated by a spirit. Hallelujah. They're facilitated by a spirit to get you to use your will in opposition to the will of God. And finally, I don't want to dwell on that too long because the world has a culture. The world has a prince, the world has things, the world has a nature, the world has a spirit, and the world has a culture. The culture of the world is self. I, I, I will, I will. Self-centeredness is the orientation, is the culture of the world. Selflessness is a culture and the orientation of the kingdom of heaven. Every time you are doing something, ask yourself, are you doing it for yourself? Are you doing it for you? Is it just all about you? Even in family life, I've discovered that the greatest burden of family life is self-centeredness. If the husband happens to be a self-centered person, that wife is in trouble. 
Meanwhile, self is the culture of the world. Your wife should not regret that he married you as a husband, as a Christian. Your wife should not regret. The only reason why she will regret is because you are self-centered. You have imbibed the culture of the world. Hallelujah. Just like uh, Pastor Joe said, he said, we can bring an angel out of our wives, we can bring a demon out of our wives. What did he mean by that? If you suppress the good and you allow the evil to develop, because we are all in the flesh, we have the tendency of using the alternative of the flesh option or the spirit option. So if you as a husband suppress the possible spirit option consistently, you don't know you are sowing a seed. And I assure you, if your wife wants to fight you, you will never succeed. I know you didn't hear that one. I will say it again. Well, I believe that nobody's wife will fight him here, in Jesus' name. But I've had, I've had friends that are preachers, that their wife was determined to crumble the ministry. It was too easy. While the man is preaching, the woman will say, Hey, ah. Now, as a husband, I, 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 I caution you. If that woman <laughs> wants to cut you down, she'll succeed. I've done research on relationships for years for me to conclude. Joshua, you are a strong man, I know, very stubborn man that you can. But if this your gentle wife wants to cut you down, it's very easy. Let me whisper to you now. This is off tape, off tape. When I was working in the depot, a pastor's wife came to me at the depot that she wants to talk. So I drove the person that was working with me in the office, I drove him out. Say, go. In fact, take money. Go and look for food. Eat. And go home. That woman told me they were having family problems. I don't know. It's as if women have a sense that if their husband is <laughs> going out, they know, even if they don't see it. I don't know how they know. They may not discern other spiritual things. But... <laughs> oh. <laughs> so... If your wife becomes your enemy, how long do you think you will live? Just ask yourself. Let's let's know. When was the last time you prepared food? You don't even know the difference between Maggi and and the thing that they get from Google. <laughs> how long? How long will you last? the champion yeah yeah that woman is just a good woman she's just a godly woman 
They know what to touch. You will go. To... <laughs> they know what to touch. But you see, it takes long before the devil possesses a woman's heart. It takes long. Because they are given to love. They like, hey, women, God bless you. Hey! God bless all of you. Now, we must be men of understanding. You know that a woman naturally will not want to fight her husband. Maybe she must have been stretched to for long before she will now take that posture. She said to me, now do you know that I can poison, I will poison, I will kill him. I knelt down. Do you know how many hours I pleaded for somebody that refused to tell me the matter? How many hours I pleaded in the depot? Meanwhile, the culture of the world is what? Itself. No woman wants to stay with a self-centered man. No woman. We are not preaching what we are not living. No. No woman wants to stay with herself. I've seen women fight men. The man comes fast, pray, come to the pulpit. The wife will wait for him to start vibrating. You know that time when they anoint him. Then she will create her own pulpit where she's sitting. Don't believe this. Don't be. <laughs> and if, if while she's saying that, you come down for the pulpit and slap her, you have confirmed her position. You have confirmed it. Ah. A man went somewhere to preach. Before he came back, the woman packed all the children and said, I have divorced. Me, I, I choose it. <laughs> Even if you are the chairman of your local government and that news goes out that your wife packed your children and left, you will sit down for a while. The culture of the world is self. It should not be mentioned among us. Hallelujah. Now, your wife is not God, though. It's a human being like you. And you might always feel that she's limited and she's incompetent. She doesn't have. You compare her with other people. If you are wise, you will not do that. Because, you see, the beauty of human life is how God helps our infirmities. That's the beauty of human life. If you know you have weaknesses, you will not be too hard on somebody quickly when you feel that the person was supposed to do this and the person did not do this. The beauty of human life is how he helps our infirmities. And people have said, okay, um, what is the principle of marriage? Is be a good Christian. Because as you grow in God, He makes you self centered. It will affect your relationship with your wife. It will make you selfless. 
As you grow in the devil, he makes you self-centered. And when you are self-centered, it's a culture. It affects the way you work in the office. It affects the way you relate with your children. It affects the way you relate with your wife. It affects the way you relate with people in church. It is a culture. The culture of the world is self. Everybody will complain. And just in case there's, there are complaints, complaints. You know, one of the people, things I believe is this. Because we are young guys, we are the future. And actually we are stepping into our own time. This is our time now. You get that? Now, because we are young guys, the devil will want to test us if we are really deep. And some of the lines of testing is family, finances. How do you use your finances and all of that? Do you know that, you know, maybe you guys might see the way I dress. There are some times we lack, serious lack. And I found out that life, especially a woman will still follow you even if you don't have money. If you have the mind of Christ, you will pity that woman. You will pity her quietly inside the heart. So that there are some things you can do. The culture of heaven if is selflessness. That's the life, the legacy we receive from Jesus. That's the legacy. He didn't do anything because of himself. He was already God. He had no sin. He was the first person that kept the law. The devil came, didn't find any property, no contamination from the world. Even on the cross there, he changed his mind that he will not die again. And he summons 12 legions of angels. They will bring him down from the cross and the father can't quarrel him. They are mates. He had nothing to lose. And that's why there is one man you will never understand. His name is Jesus. In time and eternity, there is one man that remains a mystery. tell him. He had, what was his motivation? Just to do the will of the father. If he says he won't do it, the father can't sack him. Do you understand? But he came, led that glory and died like a common criminal. Was arraigned naked through the, the biggest city of the Middle East. Some of us, when we look at what would have become that Jesus saved us, we, looked at, we look at it, we have a soft spot. Even though things are difficult, we remember that soft spot cries out. Selflessness is the nature of the kingdom. Self-centeredness is the nature of the world. Now I want us to recap something here. So check the other side of the graph. You know I said prince, things, nature, spirit and culture. The other side of the graph is Satan, lost, sin, 
iniquity and self. If I had time, I would have taken you to Revelation. And I'll show you those seven churches. And you will see that it's one of these things that fought each church. Who are the overcomers? The overcomers? Are you with me? Hallelujah. Oh. Now, listen to me. It's not everyone that is a Christian that calls himself a Christian that is part of the Ecclesia. And the real church will come out of the existing one. Do you understand that? Okay. Oh. Have you gone to the book of Revelations? The overcomers are the real church. That's what the Bible calls the bride of Christ. Those are the people that are without spot and without wrinkle. So when you hear that Jesus is coming to rapture a church without spot and without wrinkle, and you think it's the, uh, the whole people called Christians that we are talking about, you are in trouble. Those people called the overcomers in the book of Revelation, those are the people that represent the bride of Christ. They lived for Christ and they died for Christ. Not for anything that this world has. Yes, they traded in this world. God put grace upon them. Some, they were business tycoons that he opened the door of finances to them. But they were stewards. They knew that those finances was to advance the kingdom of God and they were faithful in it. For others, they were preachers. Others were intercessors. They lived to serve the will of God in their respective placements and places and environments. I don't have time. I would have shown us how that the overcomers represent the bride of Christ. No time. I would have shown us these things. The first one say you have lost the efficient church say you have lost your first love. That means they were caught up by lust. The world entered those churches. Meanwhile, the church is supposed to be the ecclesia. It is something altogether of heaven. It should be protected and kept in that state. There should be no interference and no contamination. But those churches were contaminated. But in the midst of those churches, there were people that were not contaminated. Those people that were not contaminated constitute the bride of Christ. The overcomers. So the efficient church, the overcomers, overcame the lost that was in the world. And they stayed true to their commitment in Christ through love that was shared abroad their hearts by the Holy Spirit. Now don't get lost in the traffic. The Lord knows them that are his. Don't get lost. A lot of church is going on in town. But not so much of the ecclesia. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I'm saying that there's no terrain that we cannot function. If you know that you are the Ecclesia, you should not be contaminated. Now, one of our brethren, the chief in their village died, and they are recommending that it, um, the chief Tansi has been zoned to his family. And the family members are inclined to choosing him to be the person. So he now came for counsel and said, Pastor, They are suggesting that they want me to be. Okay, let me say it more clearly. 
In fact, in their district, there are two chiefs. His own father contested to be the small one. And he failed. And then, it came to pass that the two chiefs died at the same time. So they decided to join the two stools, the two titles, to become one. And they zoned it to his family. And his family now said, only you can do this. So he ran and came. And said, a Christian, can a Christian be a chief? Would you prefer a sorcerer to be a chief of the, of the village? No, I'm asking you. See, okay. There are elaborate sacrifices that they may want to do, which we may not be involved. So that's why you may give them your own conditions. If it is God's will, that, that's why I'm saying you can go as far as the border of the corruption. Uh, tell them your own conditions. I've accepted though, but in my own, they will not do this, they will not do that. If, if you are not offended by my demands, let's go ahead with the process. And you need sacrifice for it. In my own, there will be no sacrifice. Say, I know what it will help you with the sacrifice. Don't help me. If this village is going to change, then we need to bring righteousness here. And if it's God's will to install you, meanwhile, they have seen it in visions long ago that that guy was made a king. Now, the time has come. We now give them our own conditions. Are you with me? So, you can be a traditional ruler. But if the opportunity comes, comes, we will educate you. Now, can you imagine what would have happened if the Tortive is born again? If the Ochidoma is born again. There's no platform you cannot operate. But you see, you must be the Ecclesia. That's the thing. You can do business. Who says you should not do business? If we don't do business, how can this state change? We must bring out the economic potentials to move things from the operational level to the business level. We didn't go to school for nothing now. All the school we went to, what, what is it all about? If God is going to prosper us, we'll walk home. Don't think you will sit down and the prosperity will come. When the Bible says God will open the windows of heaven, what he was saying was that he will give us inspired ideas. Prosperity comes in form of inspired ideas from God. That's, how, that's the form in which prosperity comes. Inspired ideas. Are there, any, are there people here that God keeps inspiring you with business ideas? Let me see your hand. Keeps inspiring you. Consistently. Different ideas coming. The windows of heaven are open. That's what the window of heaven is. Do you know that God can give you one idea that can liberate this state? We, don't, we think too small. That's the problem. But you know why we are doing what we are doing? God told me that from now to the next two years, it's going to prosper a lot of people here very, very much. So I need to teach us that if we are going to maintain real money, real money, different kinds of currency, and still be accurate, then we must understand that we are the ecclesiastes. 
Hallelujah. There are a lot of us that are idle. God will have us become active. And a lot of things are going to begin to take place because we need to raise, build structures for the release of, of blessings that God is going to bring to us. You need to learn how to use your hands. You need to learn something. This is the time for it. You know, when we started, you know, the, the remnant that escaped out of Judah shall take root first. That's the first thing. We have taken root now. So, we want to diversify into some other things. Everybody must become economically viable. Trust God for an inspiration. If your problem is the capital, then come and meet us. I know we pray a lot, but we are lazy. And that day has ended. It has ended though. Of lazy people that are just praying. Those are people that will be poor forever. Lazy. Yaka, 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 yaka. Lazy. Thank God for the prayer. We will pray all our lives. But now that we are going to add something to the prayer. That's your business. You folded up. Go and dust your diary. Madam, I'm, it's you I'm talking to. You. I'm seeing that you became discouraged. God wants to prosper you, but your hands must work. Go back to the Holy Spirit, receive inspiration, and the things you buried before, go and dig them out again. Hallelujah. Yes, there is nothing wrong with prospering financially and materially. That's where we are going, so I need to teach us very well. Because the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things. The things that the Gentiles seek will be added to us. Now the difference between the wealth that we will have and the wealth that the Gentiles will have is that the Gentiles' wealth will take them away from God, but our own wealth will help us to facilitate God's agenda because we are the Ecclesiastes. You may not know, but my area of specialization in Bible teaching is prosperity. I was trained to be a prosperity preacher, but I've not preached it here before. I have insight into prosperity, but I said, if I start teaching it, we will become Kana. We will not know God. So we spent six years to teach people how to know God. Because in this season, I will begin to teach prosperity gradually. Not the type you hear. Don't worry. The, uh, you will prosper. You will increase. You know, many people came here and said, why are we not preaching prosperity? It was not the time. God has given me insight into how this state can be liberated economically. But the people that will implement it need to have a basic spiritual level and a functional covenant with God. Apart from the preaching we do, we can still do some other things, especially now that we have taken root downward. And we are going to put all of our potentials together to move in the direction that God is releasing grace upon our lives. 
Now, don't get me wrong. We are not going to abort or stop our culture of prayer. The apostolic community sustains the culture of prayer. Culture of fasting. Do you get that? We will not stop that. But in addition to that, we are going to move into some other things. Now, I'm saying this because God has opened the heavens in this direction. In order for me to to preach prosperity, I need to tell you where you are, who you are first. And the rules that govern us upon the face of this world. So that if you have one naira, the meaning of one naira to you is different from one meaning of one naira to somebody in the world. Do you understand that? But you will have that one naira and have much more than that. If we have the basics on ground, God doesn't have any problem blessing us financially and materially and all of that. He doesn't have any problem with that. God doesn't have any problem blessing you with a husband, a wife, blessing you with money, giving you resources. But now God is trying to move us. So I'm giving us the basic principles that will keep us preserved in the midst of the dimensions that heaven is about to release upon us. Now, the laziness is going to stop. God is, pray. God will give you ideas. Ideas to implement. Start small. Start small. See, jobs are not too many. Huh? So, we are going to be creative. We are going to go into businesses as God gives us the inspiration. And we will be guided by the word of God along those lines. It's now that I've received the liberty to begin to teach what I've learned by the Spirit in the area of prosperity. I was trained, shaped, fashioned to teach, to be a prosperity teacher. That one, I, I was trained for it. But, so it's not as if we don't believe it. But you know, the error is that Christians were not taught to be grounded in Christ and then they were now, so it created, created a lot of problems and the original purpose and vision of God was truncated. On that account. So we had to strike a balance. Are you with me? It's God that is everything. It's not money that is everything. And I said don't interpret scripture out of context. The scripture that says money answered all things. Is only true within the context it was displayed. If you take it outside that context it's not true. You get that? It's God that answers all things. Okay? It's not money. Now God will be releasing ideas. God might ask you to do some form of farming. God might ask you to do this or to do that. This is the time. Ideas are going to begin to come. I'm just announcing what will begin to happen. Strong ideas. Some you'll be dreaming about it. You'll be coming. A line of business. It will be coming. God will want you to put your hands to something. Because if you are going to prosper, you are going to walk. Whatsoever he lays his hand upon to do, he shall prosper. So if you are not doing, then that dimension of the grace of God that brings prosperity, you are not about to experience it. You will be doing something. If we wait for the government to help us out, we are going to wait for a long time. Meanwhile, are you with me? I don't know. Maybe we'll do our first prosperity seminar next year, but we'll not call it prosperity. We'll call it empowerment. Not prosperity. I don't like that word so much. 
It actually appears only one time in the New Testament. So we'll call it something else. Maybe empowerment. <laughs> because the Bible says God that giveth the power to get wealth. There's an empowerment coming on us over this house in the area of financial increase and things like that. And we must understand how the dynamics functions and we must also understand our reality. And God will help us in the name of Jesus. Listen to me. First thing you must know about prosperity before we enter the seminar next year. We have different kinds of people. You prosper along the lines of the person that you are. Hallelujah. We have the mouth type. The people that God has anointed their mouth. Their prosperity will come through talking. We have the hand type. God gives you ideas on how to apply your hand to be productive. Hand type. These guys have skills. Hand skills. Skills that if you don't have that kind of training, you cannot learn those things. Now, if you have a son, for instance, and you notice that your son likes, he will come carry pressing iron. He will unscrew it and leave it. You can actually know what type of person he is. Whether it's the hand type, whether it's the mouth type. My son is the mouth type. If I carry him into the engineering class, I am killing him. His strength is here. So anything he's going to have to read will have to be related to his strength. That's why those days they used to have guidance and counseling. The counselors were psychologists that knew how to discern. But today, the pastor has to play all the role because society has failed. So Zion is being consulted for the society to be healed. And that's why you must understand that your prosperity is going to be in the line of what you are. Apart from the mouth type that I am, I'm a strategist. I know how to project. I may not know how to run a business as per day-to-day -day running. That's not my field. But I can structure how it can run. And someone else can. I know my limitation. I know I'm not an administrator. So I will not, I can't succeed in the day-to-day -day running. Now if you don't know who you are, you find yourself doing something that you are not designed to do, you will fail them. <laughs> so when we come into the seminar I'm going to show you how to discern who you are economically there is an e economic you that you need to discover are you still with me we have the leg type those people cannot generate their own ideas but they can carry out they can follow someone's ideas that have already been generated so it's not everybody that will have an inspired idea. Some others were designed to follow others, implement the ideas that they have received. We have the ear type. Those ones get to hear about deals before any other person. And it's a, it's a trade, it's an ability. 
they get to know about the contracts. They know how they know. You don't know how they know. It's the ear type. He advances by his, his ability to hear before you. Now, if you don't know what type you are, you'll be a square peg in the, in the round hole in the, in the economic world. I've seen people through the old prosperity teaching that they preached before, people who have not discovered themselves enter into a square peg and they are trying to create because they say your hand must do something. So he's trying to do something that is not wired to do. Now, so we are going to do lessons of self, economic self-discovery. So that you know your limitation, you know where to. If we understand it that way, every one of us can, be, can have a horse, can ride on horseback. Hallelujah. And I need you to understand that our schools did not plan that we will prosper. All this behavior. I read chemistry, I don't know how to mix chemicals. Yes, but I know it in my brain. I can quote some big names for you, but it doesn't translate to the business level. All I know is the operational level. And we must, wisdom is the ability to translate from the operational to the business. So all of our schools educated our brains, but did not lead us into the practicals. Only how many courses, law, medicine, pharmacy, that does practicals. And those are the only courses that each person that graduates from these courses knows how to make money from those courses. Okay. They know what to do. These ones. Because those are the only practically oriented courses in this nation. Engineers, where is um, Joe? God. All the mathematics that they do you know? Do you know? I discovered that in China, China boasts that they can produce an engineer in nine months. Not with theory, this is your fake theory that you are doing. They produce an electrical engineer in nine months. He knows, can design any circuit and implement any circuit anywhere in the world. It means that there's a gap in our education that the church must fill. So over the years, we have been studying to build up so that we can be pastors within the context of the demand of the church at this time. So we have held back on those teachings and all of that so that we can get what is accurate within our context. Hallelujah. Don't go and fight where you are not designed to fight. Like, I know you have Try to do business and you have lost money many times. You. And because, hmm, let me stop. <laughs> now, what? <laughs> Congregation. So, we are going to look into all those things. All those things, then we are going to see some details. We'll start from next year. And God will help us in the name of Jesus. When we say your hand must do something, don't just wake up, take money and put somewhere. You will not find it. No, it's more than that. Mama can show. You put money somewhere, you didn't find it. Oh my God. It's not everybody that will sell ice fish. 
If you sell like you can sell ice fish all your money, we go. You will not see it. So we are going to find out God's intention, but we need to put the basics in place. We are the Ecclesia. We'll start that next year, building us to be a financial people. You can handle some stuff, and you know how kingdom people handle this kind of stuff. There's so much grace coming for empowerment. Now, how many of you are on campus that you are suffering from the strike? Campus people. Okay. How many of you, during this strike, you had an idea and you started implementing it economically? No. All campus people, lift your right hand. If you are implementing an idea now, lift your left hand and join. Uh-huh. This strike will be long. Say, say do. The strike, eh? it will be long. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just telling you. Oh, somebody say, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Although we'll be praying about it, but the strike... It will be long. You will prosper by who you are. We have the ear type, the hand type, the leg type, the mouth type, the eye type. Somebody can come into Makodi. He just sees what they need. I say, oh. There's no, this thing is not here. This thing is not here. How he knows, you don't know. It's an anointing. Those are the windows of heaven. Those are the things that happen when the windows of heaven are open. The eye type. When you see them, they are wise men. Now, we are going to educate us and develop us so that we can also provide some technical advice as you venture out into business. Amen. Amen. Some technical advice when we look at the business plan and uh, the value chain and uh, all of that we'll be able to tell you if you are doing it in the right place or in the wrong place. And God will help us along these lines in the name of Jesus Christ. Now can we pray this morning? The prayer is simple. Pastor Andrew now will still help us. The prayer is simple. God wants to open up opportunities. But we are trusting him and praying that God will keep us still faithful to his cause even when opportunities are opened and opportunities come our way. Can we pray? Opportunities are coming. Hallelujah. Amen. 
just as God's servant is saying, opportunities are coming. And God will actually need to craft us into that which will profit our lives. And can we rise up to our feet and begin to appreciate God, begin to thank Him this morning, begin to thank Him for opening us into these great things, into our origin, that which we are supposed to be. Lord, we bless you this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The things that are going to keep us away from these things are those factors. Those factors that we've seen this morning. They are serious issues. They are serious issues. The devil is coming with so many things. The prince of this world. The prince of this world. He will want to take you away from God's presence. Lost, we want to eat into you. And we must know that the nature, the nature of this world system is sin. It is not when God blesses you with so much into your hands that sin will be the issue that will begin to rise from your hearts to begin to take you away from the purpose and, and the agenda of God. For you to finance this work in this time. I want you to pray. Pray this morning. That he will help us. He will help us. For those of us. For those of us. That God is opening our eyes. For those of us that God is opening our eyes. He's going to be using our mouths. Our hands. And our legs. We must know, we must know, we must know, we must know that area. We must know that area that we are going to be profitable to the kingdom of God. Lego Mahaya Zeketailanda Haya Zeketegedegedegedegede Malego Zeketakatakatakata Shege Mama Malega Santa Haya Shege Mama Yakatalababa Righteousness must be our nature. It must be our nature in all that we are going to pursue. In all that God will be bringing our way to venture into we are going to venture into several things we are going to venture God will take us into several things but we must know that our nature our nature our nature must be righteousness righteousness exalts a it will exalt, it will exalt us in that which we are going to venture into. But it must be our lifestyle. Male baba baba lega seketa hala bushekete 
Zege bahala Ekabalega zanta haya Lege bababababa Zege balaga zeka Lege bahala bozeka If your own is the eyes You will need to pray That the Holy Ghost will help you Develop a sight A sight A sight that will be meaningful Hey, A sight A sight that will be profitable It will be profitable That sight will be profitable Oh, ah, that God will open your eyes. That God will open our eyes. He will open our eyes. He will develop our eyes. By the time He opens, let them be developed. Let our eyes be developed. Let our eyes, let our eyes, oh God, let them be developed. Let them be developed. Let them be developed. Ra 
Train the 
Shake it, Baba, Baba, Shake it, Baba, 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 Praise the Lord. 